Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, I am an omnivore most of the time. A little meat, but I love, love, love my vegetables. And for those of us who like to relish in fresh veggies, there's one celebration we look forward to every year. I'm with CityCast Mallory Falk and Francesca DeBecco to talk about one of our favorite events of the summer, VegFest. It's Thursday, August 3rd. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. Good morning, y'all. It's almost Veg Fest. Yeah, so excited. Have you guys been? No, I think I've professionally talked about or to an organizer of VegFest like four or five times, but I've never been in town for it. This is going to be my first year. Oh, that's so exciting. I went to my first VegFest last year and have been counting down the days for it to come back. Yes. I always get someone to get me some takeout. So I've had some VegFest food, but I've never actually walked it myself. Amazing. Well, this is the ninth year, so... I saw it was voted best food festival two years in a row. So that was 2017 and 18, I think. Yeah, that was before Picklesburg. But don't don't tell Picklesburg. I still like VegFest better. (laughs) So it's going to be in the north side, Allegheny Commons Park from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday, one day only. Um, And it celebrates all things vegan food, animal advocacy, environmental organizations. It's going to be great. Yeah. Francesca and I actually talked to the co-founder of VegFest, Layla Sleeman, last summer, and she really wanted to stress that this festival is for everyone, not just vegans. Carnivores welcome. Now, more than any time ever before, there's more people aware of what they're eating and more people trying to make changes, albeit maybe small, but they're trying. And that's why Pittsburgh VegFest is so special because we're saying like, you don't need to be vegan. Like you can come, you can find something to eat. You can celebrate this lifestyle without veganism or animal activism being shoved down your throat. Like it's a celebration. That's what it is. It's a summer festival. Like come listen to music, have fun, eat some good food, meet some cute animals. (laughs) At the end of the day, we hope, we hope that they'll make the connection and that it will lead them to veganism or some sort of activism. But that's, not necessarily, you know, always the case. Yeah, there is fun to be had by all. Um, Before we kick it off, um, I want to share with you guys some of my personal rules for VegFest um, after (laughs) attending it. (laughs) Yes. Um, So the first thing that I like to do is seek out things that you can't regularly get in the city. So unique pop-ups, special vendors, maybe people who are coming into town. um, Yeah, I hadn't realized that people actually travel from out of town. Definitely. Pop tarts and such with them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. My second rule is pet all of the animals you come by. If they want to be pet, um, you'll likely see some pigs, maybe, hopefully, goats, fingers crossed. Um, cats, possibly, if there are some rescues there, definitely some dogs. Um, so definitely soak up all of the animal love while you're I'm there. really excited about the Pittsburgh squealers. Yes. yes. <laughs> the pig rescue. Yeah. And you can actually feed them too. They'll like <gasps> feed them with your hands. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and my third role is just do all the things that you do for any other festival to be prepared. Bring a reusable water bottle. Um, it's going to be a lovely 86 degree day. So Ooh. stay hydrated. <laughs> um, lather up with sunscreen. You may be out in those lines for a while and bring a blanket to have a picnic. Maybe plop it under a tree. Gather your friends. Sounds like a great time. 
Well, to help us start this VegFest adventure for everyone, uh, we're going to share some places to have a full day itinerary. Uh, this was Francesca's idea. So starting with coffee and brunch and ending with dessert. Um, let's kick it off with that kind of breakfast vibe, coffee, tea, juice, brunch. Francesca, what's your pick? Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Verdi. Um, if you guys remember, it was a vegan comfort food cafe in the South Side. And unfortunately, it was one of many plant-based losses we've had over the past couple years. Um, I'm a little ashamed to say that I, ha- I didn't get to make it there before they closed. So I'm really excited that they're returning just for VegFest. Um, they're going to have breakfast sandwiches and other goodies like croissants and blueberry muffins. Sounds incredible. Mallory, what about you? So my pick is Mandu Hondu. It's a Korean pop-up that kind of goes all over town. They go to a lot of breweries. And I saw that they're going to have carrot locks bagels. Mm. I have tried to make carrot locks at home semi-successfully. They always <laughs> feel like they're missing a little something, some of that brininess. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to try some from a professional. Mine is got to be Nurture Pittsburgh. So I have a love-hate relationship with breakfast burritos. Um, but a friend of mine back in our party days uh, used to make them for everybody when they got up late, feeling not like quite their best selves. Um, so there's a lot of nostalgia attached. Um, and Nurture Pittsburgh does farm-to-table ones um, as part of their weekly meal delivery service and other things. You can find them at the Lawrenceville Farmer's Market. So I'm really excited to maybe stop by there and see what they have to kind of quench that nostalgic Pittsburgh feel. Yum. So after we get our breakfast. You got to walk it off. Yeah, we got to walk it off. We got (laughs) to check out all the vendors. There's going to be artists, organizations, so much fun stuff to check out. So I'm really excited about some of the cat organizations. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. Um, I've talked about TNR on the podcast before, but for listeners. Trap, neuter, release. Yes, very important. Yeah. For listeners who are new to it, it's this uh, program that helps to maintain cat populations by trapping, neutering, and releasing, as the name suggests. Um, And it helps to give cats homes. Um, So if you want to learn more, um, there are a couple you can check out at VegFest. There is the Oakland TNR Coalition, um, and that one is a foster-based nonprofit cat rescue. But then there's also the Pittsburgh Prison Cats. So (laughs) that's actually a colony of community cats who live at the old abandoned Western State Penitentiary on the North Shore. So um, people volunteer to take care of them. um, So they'll have folks there um, from that organization as well. Francesca, I did not know about these cats taking over this prison. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So my pick is a group called Wild Ones of Western Pennsylvania. It's the local chapter of a national group that supports natural landscaping practices using native plants to create habitats. Um, So I guess they're going to be giving out seeds and just talking a little bit about how to kind of create your own natural habitat in your own backyard. Um, I've kind of just been getting into learning a little bit more now that I actually like have my own backyard about how to keep it like insect friendly, which I never thought would be something I was interested (laughs) in. But as I've learned about how that important that is for uh, how important biodiversity is, um, I'm excited to learn a little bit more from them about what I should be planning back there. Yeah, I got to attract those bees and butterflies. Y'all are so much nicer than me. I just still can't get down with the mosquitoes though. Um, 
I my pick is uh, some animal rescue groups. Um, so there's different ones that speak to different pups in your life. Um, there's Senior Hearts Rescue and Renewal. They work specifically with our at-risk senior dogs. Um, Misfits Coven um, is an inclusive haven for animal friends. They're specifically focused on animal welfare and micro sanctuaries and how you can get involved with rescue efforts. Um, and then this one just it's it's familial. I think the Great Pyrenees Club of Western oh, Pennsylvania um, is a nonprofit that. That is focused, of course, on Pyrenees. They're huge dogs. I think most of us have seen the big fluffy white ones. Oh, yes. Um, but my parents have a Pyrenees rescue oh. who is solid black, short haired, oh. um, has an enormous head um, oh. and then this big lab like body. But he's just he's the sweetest thing. Um, you he's can, a pretty massive boy. right? Oh, he's 130 <laughs> pounds. Um, but he's he's 130 pounds of mushy love. Um, love he just adores all creatures. One of his best friends is an itty bitty kitty cat. So. Oh. adorable well I hope we see some I know yeah and if you listen to our episode on Tuesday about the best dog friendly spots in Pittsburgh and it made you want your own pooch (laughs) and you're and you're on the hunt then this might be the event for you yeah The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. All right. So we've got a little bit of our exercise in. We've gotten some steps. It's time for lunch, maybe dinner. Uh, Francesca, you want to kick us off? Yeah. So I've been trying to get my hands on these for a while. Um, It's Pittsburgh Dumplings with a Z. um, And it's a Pittsburgh-based business specializing in handmade dim sum. Mm, Sounds so good. Yeah. Some of the options are spicy mushroom and black bean dumplings, mushroom and tofu dumplings, uh, pork in quotation marks, bao, mushroom bao, and uh, dumpling soup. Um, Probably won't go for the soup on the hot summer day, but I will say... uh, before I was a vegetarian, I did really enjoy the pork bao. So I would love to get a veggie version of that. Um, so it all sounds so good. <laughs> so last year when I showed up at VegFest, I went straight for Chick Habit. That would normally be my pick. Um, but because you can still get it at pop-ups around town, I really want to go Francesca's route of trying something that I can't find in Pittsburgh. Right. So I'm really excited to try um, this dish from Southern Fried Vegan. It's a pop-up vendor from Southern California. They're coming here for the fest. All right. Um, and I saw a photo on Instagram of this dish they call the Soul Bowl, which looks like it's vegan fried chicken on top of corn with something like delicious 
um, and light pinkish drizzled over top. I'm curious. I know there's sort of like a divide where some people want their fake meat to taste like the real thing Mm. and others want it to be something completely separate. They're not looking for like a fake fried chicken. Um, I'm curious where you all fall on that spectrum. Mm. Well, as a vegetarian, I don't make like the fake meat stuff at home. I reserve that for like special occasions like this. Leave it to the professionals, right? Um, But I don't want it to be too meat-like. I don't tend to really like the, um, you know, the impossible uh, as much mm-hmm. as um perhaps things that are kind of mimicking the flavors of meat or the texture, but maybe not too spot on. There was a one time I got like a fake breakfast sausage and it was just like, it was too close. It was too close <laughs> to the real thing. See, I think I'm the reverse. Like I, as someone who does eat meat sometimes, like I don't want it to taste even remotely similar. Like I love mm-hmm. seitan and tempeh and tofu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't think of them as meat substitutes. I think of them as delicious foods. Yeah. And I, when I've introduced them to folks that are maybe a little more meat and potatoes based, I don't tell them that this is supposed to be anything. Like I just yeah. say, hey, this is delicious. Try it. And usually they're into it because it's like sort of like it's a carb. Everybody loves a carb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get a little squishy about the ones that are trying to too closely replicate it. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, the true peacemaker in the group, I really see the merits in both. I like both. <laughs> yes. But sometimes I am just like, I want a fried chicken sandwich. And yeah. that's what I love about Chick Habit is that's like mm-hmm. the closest I've come to finding something that tastes like the real thing. Um, so I'll be curious to see how the vegan fried chicken from Southern Fried Vegan, like where it falls and yeah. if, it, if it hits that craving. Let us know. Totally. Um, Well, my pick is Essence Pittsburgh, I think. Um, They do a lot of African fusion food, um, always plant-based. Their jollof rice that they post about a lot looks incredible. Um, And I've heard amazing things about it, um, in particular from watching a lot of Top Chef again recently. (laughs) 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 And some of their Pan-African contestants always talk about how amazing this rice is. So I really want to give that a try. That sounds so good. I haven't had much like African cuisine in Pittsburgh, so that's definitely on the list. So what about desserts or, and I love this category, Francesca, um, treats to go. Yeah. Um, you got to take this stuff home. Otherwise, folks like me wouldn't have experienced it in the past. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it is a full day um, and you will be full. Um, so definitely don't hesitate to take a goodie bag. My pick for dessert is Sweet Alchemy Bake Shop. Uh, that's based out in New Kensington. And ordinarily, I'd say, you know, I can get that. Um, so maybe I should go for something else. But I have not made it out to New Kensington. So this is a good opportunity. Uh, they're going to have donuts, Pop-Tarts, cookie sandwiches, and Lady Locks. Mm. And I feel like um, I just am constantly drooling over what I find from them popping up on my Instagram. <laughs> on my Instagram okay. Um, so I, I really want to give it a try. Um, how about you guys? What's your sweet spot? So last year, um, Brewster's has an ice cream truck there that has their oat milk ice cream line. And it was so good last year. I tried the chocolate raspberry truffle and the peanut butter Oreo. So I'm very excited (laughs) to see what flavors they have this year because that was, I still, I say I still dream about that ice cream. Like I could go to a Brewster's and get it. (laughs) But for some reason, sitting, you know, sitting in the park at Veg Fest, surrounded by all of, you know, surrounded by music and pig rescue pigs (laughs) it felt like the right setting for this oat milk ice cream um i might change mine and take my sweet alchemy to go (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, my pick is um, Mommy's Bakes, Mamie's Bakes. I'm not sure, um, but they're all gluten-free vegan bakery um, and they their donuts just look so, so good. They have a Cuban coffee cake oh. that looks incredible. Um, their donuts look really delicious. They've got something called a Buckeye Brownie. I'm not a peanut butter gal, but I support others who are. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just look really, really yummy. I'm excited to try them. Okay, can we just like all try all of these different things and share? Because I need I need all of this in my life. I think <laughs> independently, we have all made plans to go to VegFest. We could just make it a work outing, but without the work part. Yes. Put it on the city guest card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if y'all see us there, uh, please do say hello. We'll put some stickers on our lapels and we'd love to meet some of y'all in person. So um, if you see us giggling about vegan treats or petting piggies in the corner, you, you know what happened. <laughs> Here's what else Pittsburgh is talking about. The Pittsburgh synagogue shooting trial. A final verdict came in yesterday. The jury ruled that the shooter deserves the death penalty. It was a federal case, so technically it could happen, though only a handful of folks have been executed since the death penalty was reinstated in 1988. Additional sentencing is still going to follow, and we think there's more to say about this. So please stay tuned to our shows next week. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell someone, say nice things about us. I know I always find my podcast through good word of mouth. Um, And make sure you're subscribed to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. Francesca's doing her best literally every day. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. I feel like your fourth rule could be bring a cooler.